I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jay Day. Jay Day and the Day home team of real estate teams with our weekly real estate podcast. Before we get going, Jay, J.K. Dobbins, running back, gone for the season, preseason game out for the year with a bad knee. I know, and you know, it looked like things were moving pretty pretty good without any crazy horrible injuries. And uh, we always have something that comes up. They Lamar came out and played a couple of plays. My my heart was in my throat. Preseason is done. Go Ravens. The Ravens are going to win the AFC North. Let's just say it. Let's just let's just hope it. It'll be uh and it's it'll be a different experience this year too. Um, I'm going to cheer for the Ravens. I'm going to be cheering for them. No doubt about it. Well, I know your boy Breeze is retired, so Drew Breeze is out. Jameis Winston's in. Um, half my life is surrounded by Steeler fans. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I would pick the Ravens anywhere, just, anyway, just to upset those guys. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And who would – I mean, talk about time flying by. Again, the world we're in has sort of been upside down over the last year and a half and started getting some normalcy, and now we're back to some craziness again. And to think, though, I mean, we're – kids are in school. We're in September now, you know – and I guess I would say, as we were starting to talk, that hey, things started to look a little more normal. Now we're back to, um, you know, are we going to have all of these events? Are questions going to be stopped? Questions, questions, questions involving everything. Yeah, and everywhere is different. It's so it's so confusing. I would say same thing with real estate. It's got to be really unsure. I mean, nobody knows what direction the country's going to go in with quarantine or uh, interest rates or anything. Yeah, that's true. And actually, I heard um, the Fed was talking about maybe starting not to buy as many bonds, which will make those interest rates start to increase a little bit. Yeah, they were calling it, what, the quarantine interest, the pandemic yeah. interest rates. Oh, yeah. Maybe it, they're coming to an end here. Uh, it, it may be until, you know, or maybe what they'll do is they'll lock us down again, and then all of a sudden, you know, it'll get back to those crazy rates. But, you know, also one of the interesting things that we had not seen happen for a long time that is happening, and again, it's so candidly, the market – is starting to level itself out a little bit, but that's only in certain price points and certain areas. There's other areas that have remained unchanged. You're still getting 14, 15 offers. Um, so one of the terms, and I think we talked about it in some of the other podcasts, but I, I try and I, I try to remember: Are there things that I mentioned that I don't get into detail? Because in my world, I know what all this stuff is. I live and breathe it every day. But you know our listeners may not know. So you one, break it down pretty good because well, I'm a lay person and I'm listening, and you explain it as clear as can be. We try. So one of the terms that we had been talking about is the appraisal gap, and and the appraisal gap is basically in the most simple terms. You know, you're buying the house, you're getting a mortgage. Um, there's an appraiser that goes in. The appraiser sees your contract sales price, but then looks at the house with different glasses, I would say. Um, their goal is they're not going to fall in love with the pool or fall in love with this great kitchen. What's the difference between an appraiser and a home inspector? So the inspector goes in and checks all the systems. The appraiser, the appraiser's job is actually to be a neutral party and to make sure and say, this is what I think the house is worth so that the bank knows how much will, they're willing to lend. Does that make sense? It's basically a 
they're protecting the buyer and they're protecting the lender to make sure that they don't overpay. So this is the appraiser is protecting the lender and the uh, borrower. Yes, yes. Not they're not really you know there to do anything to help out the seller. <laughs> is it is it a real estate law that it has to be appraised? Um, no, but if you have a if you have a lender involved, ninety plus percent of the time they're going to do an appraisal. However, we have seen. Some lenders not require them based on how much money a buyer is putting down. Because think about it this way: Let's say that you had you had um, five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, you had five hundred thousand dollars sitting in your bank, and right now you're not making any interest off of it because the bank isn't paying any interest. So you're like, how can I make this money work for me? You know what? I've got a friend that wants to buy a condo for one hundred and fifty thousand. I'm going to become the bank for him. And if he doesn't pay me, then I get his condo. Make sense? So you say, okay, I'm going to lend you this money. And he's like, well, I want to borrow 150000 And you, you have no idea. You're like, I don't know. Is it worth 150000 So the you're, you hire a person to go and evaluate the condition of the home and what the value is. That person comes back and says to you, it's worth 200000 you're feeling pretty comfortable, like, hey, I've got fifty thousand dollars in equity here. If he defaults, I'm going to make money. If he tells you it's worth one forty, you're already ten thousand in the red. Do you really want to risk your money and lend it to him, assuming he's going to pay it back? So the appraisal gap could go either way. Yes, and what we're seeing in this market, though, is. A lot of homes are not appraising, and actually, I've got some statistics here. Let me give you. So, CoreLogic um, talked about you know how much appraisal gaps are increasing, and what I'm talking about here is the home contract sales price is one number, the appraisal is lower, so the bank is not going to lend as much money, and the only way the deal can happen is if the seller drops the price or if the buyer pays the difference. So, at, in June. I mean, I'm sorry, in May of this year, 20% of all transactions have an appraisal gap, meaning 20% of the homes that have sold did not appraise and the buyer brought money to the table to offset the uh, the lower appraised amount. That's a lot. I mean, and, and we're seeing it. We've had people guarantee forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars um and you know when we go back to uh, May last year, it was only seven percent. So May to May, we've seen a thirteen percent increase of people bringing extra money to the table and buying homes for more than what the bank says they're worth. Let me ask you a question. This is strictly a layperson's question, and this is the way my mind always works. Jay, could this appraiser? Could you piece that guy off? Could they have a nefarious agenda? Could you say for a certain amount of money, I will appraise it for this price? They're not supposed to, and actually, of course, there's... they're not supposed to. <laughs> but you, but, you, but that's not what I'm asking. So in the past, it did happen. Um, now, though, there the lenders typically cannot pick the appraiser and cannot talk to the appraiser. So they've they've put a gap in because what happened in the past was. Lenders would try to get them to do that, and if they didn't make the number, then they would never send them any more work. So it was a very interesting scenario that happened, and then the government got involved and said, hey, 
we're not doing any of this. The lenders can't pick and choose all of this. There's going to be a panel. There's going to be a third party in between. The lender orders the appraisal through the third party. The third party picks the person that goes to the house. And that supposedly is your protection. Now, is it foolproof? No. Is anything foolproof? No. No, but those protections are, you know, that's from experience. So they've done their best, I mean, to uh, yeah. to make it all on the level. Well, and to me, I mean, the biggest thing that gets me, and, and I'm always, you know, we have to give them a copy of the sales contract. So they see what somebody wanted to pay for it. You know, to me, before what, they do the appraisal, you they see what somebody the, wants to pay. The appraiser gets the. Mm, don't, do you feel that that should be an objective appraisal without well, knowing any of these terms? To me, I think if you really wanted to get down to it, that would probably be the safest way. So, um, in in other markets, we've had times where we might have had one of our listings pre-appraised. When we do that. We don't tell the appraisal what we think it's worth. The appraiser what we think it's worth. It's a true shot in the dark from them, just like us as realtors. We're, sure. we're a shot in the dark, only looking at data. Um, to me, that's the real way to do it. Instead of looking and saying, "Okay, th- this person's willing to pay six hundred thousand for this. Can I find comps that justify this home being worth six hundred thousand?" Um, you would be- get something completely objective if they had no clue. Think about how many people would be angry and how many homes may not sell. Well, what about that gap? What about that 7% to a 20% gap of homes being underappraised? Do you think there's a reason for that? Well, you know, back, was it 10 years ago or so, or even more, when we had the boom, the government came down hard on appraisers and said, you caused this issue. There was potential fraud. You you made these fake numbers up, and we're going to scrutinize. And they put all those things into place to stop the lenders from being shady, stop appraisers from being shady. So when we hit these rapid accelerations, the appraisers are nervous. I mean, and because before you know they can get a slap on the wrist, so they're trying to be cautious. And the reality is. You know, if this house, say you go under contract and you're closing in 45, 60 days, the appraiser has no idea what's going to happen in that time in between. No clue. The market could tank, the market could escalate dramatically. Um, so it's really, you know, and this is what we tell our sellers it's a snapshot in time. If I meet with you today and you're not putting your house on the market for 60 days or 90 days, the number, I'm going to guarantee you 95% chance the price that we talked about today versus three months from now is going to change. And because I don't have a crystal ball, I can't tell you whether it's going to change on the downward side, if it's going to change on the positive side, but we have not been in a stable pricing environment for a while. Um, And I was just talking to a client last night and I met with them a while ago. The numbers didn't work for them with them having to try and find something. They found a house they love. They called me back. And the number was better from when I initially met with them. However, when I showed them the comps, and they were out in, um, oh my gosh, uh, Shepherdstown. So in their neighborhood, in May, things were selling for more. June and July, the numbers started to dip down in their neighborhood. And, I, and they saw that. They're like, wow, so if I would have sold a couple months ago, I may have gotten fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 more. Now, they're not. And I'm like, yeah, it's still better than it was when we first met, but yes. And the, and the challenge is, for anyone that's looking to sell their house, 
Nobody has that magic that they know this is the best. It's not going to get any better. If somebody knew that, they would be, you know, gambling all types of things because, you know, they're they would know they would they'd be able to predict the future. They sure. <laughs> once um, again, once again, boys and girls, this is why you call the professionals who have seen everything. We've got about three hundred of these podcasts under our belt, and questions arise every time we do one of these. Oh yeah, this it's, appraisal gap. This is a good reason to call Jay if you're wondering what this is. Yeah, and like a, we say it over and over again, and I really mean it though. When you um, when you call us, there's no obligation. We answer questions. Um, also, if you're listening to this. Tomorrow, Saturday, we actually have a show that runs once a month on sister station, WFMD. Um, so if you tune in at 8 a.m. at 9.30 uh, WFMD, Christina and I break down a whole bunch of things, and that's once a month. Um, it's 30 minutes of talking about what's going on in the market, what's happening. We spill tons of information out in that one as well, where we try and keep our podcasts a little shorter. Um, but you know, and all of these things are also in the audio vault on WFRE and WFMD's uh, website. So, you ready for House of the Week? Yes, I am. Home of the Week. All right, we're going to mix it up a little bit. There's a lot of people that have been looking for affordable housing, so I figured let's throw one of these in. Just went on the market, uh, six eleven Himes Avenue, Unit one twelve. Uh, it's a condo listed for one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars, um, right here in Frederick. Uh, enjoy the ease and convenience of condo living. It has two beds, two full baths. It's on a pen. It's a penthouse condo because it's on the upper level. Um, sp- it has a spacious living room uh, with wall-to-wall carpeting, vaulted ceilings, a wood-burning fireplace. Um, there's a nice sunroom. Then you can step out into the balcony. The master suite has features like a walk-in closet, um, an attached full bath. It also includes washer and dryer in the unit. There's one assigned parking space and plenty of guest parking. You know, this is close to downtown. It's super easy to get to. And I'm sure what you're paying for rent in this area, because we've been talking to people that are paying rent, it's going to be a whole lot more money than it would be having a mortgage with these low rates on $175,000. So if you're looking to get a spot and you want something that's small but close and super affordable, go to WFRE.com. Look up Tom and Jay's Real Estate Podcast. We have all the photos of this great condo. Reach out to our team through our website, and we'll be more than happy to schedule a private tour for you. I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jay Day. Jay Day in the Day Home Team of Real Estate Teams Weekly Real Estate Podcast. Critical info if you're thinking about buying or selling. Tell your friends all about it. Thank you for listening.